0: We come to a place in the Gospel of John in which you have seen that the Lord has been crucified, he's risen again from the dead, and he is in this place right now of ministering to the disciples, Peter in particular. Peter's one in whom he's been full of pride, then he's fallen into great sin, denying Christ three times. and he's been restored. We've looked at how Jesus came to him, and and he sees him there on the shore, jumps in the water, swims to him, and Jesus ministers particularly to him, saying, do you love me? And we watch the Lord just minister to him over and over again, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. Well, in verse 18, we see that, that in our text this morning, Jesus continues and says to Peter, Most assuredly I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. And then John says this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this he said to him follow me. And then Peter turning around saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. Who also had leaned on the, his breast at the supper and, and said Lord who is the one who betrays you. Peter seeing him said to Jesus but Lord what about this man. And Jesus said to him. If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. This, then this saying went out among the churches that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? That is our text for this morning. And I wanted to save this particular text for just one sermon. Because I think we need to you look at God's word here and you have the glorious gospel of John. And in this particular gospel, John decides that these are the last words that I'm going to record from Christ. I mean, there's more that John saw. John saw other things that we find recorded in the book of Acts. But here in this particular passage, he says, this is where we're going to leave it in the gospel of John. We see here that Jesus says, most assuredly, you you can know this for sure. I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. And it's true. Peter did what he wanted to do. He he went where he wanted to go. He did the things that he wanted to do. He was full of energy, full of pride, looking at saying, let's go do this and let's do that. And here we're going to go. And and he had all kinds of plans as far as this is what we're going to do. And I I think of him, I mean, for me as a kid, I, I did what I wanted to do. I, I, I remember I, I spent a whole summer digging out the inside of, of these trees and these bushes and making a fort. I mean, I, I, I think I spent hundreds of hours making this fort, carpeted the whole thing and put all kinds of stuff in it. The little kid just doing what I wanted to do. Um, getting older, I spent my, my time playing soccer and riding horses and hanging out with friends and doing things that I wanted. These are things I'm interested in. These are things that I I want to do. And I just poured myself into doing these things. Prior to getting married, I would go. They'd say, who wants to go to Africa? I'll go. Who wants to go to Asia? I'll go. Who wants to go to Central America? I'll go. I mean, I, I I went on dozens of trips yearly, missions trips, just, you know, can't do that anymore. My wife would get mad and I would never be here to preach. But I wanted to, I, the, back then I just, I went. I, I, I went, I went where I wanted to go. And Peter was in a place of he did what he wanted to do. But Jesus is saying to him in particular here, but when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying by what, what death he would glorify God. Now, this is where I prayed that the Lord would just work in your heart because he, he knows you. He knows every part of you on this morning, all that you've gone through in your life. You could be in a place where you used to go where you wanted to do. You did things that you wanted to do, and this is how your plans were, and this is what you wanted, and here's the things that have happened, and... And and now you're in a place where you're going places where you didn't wish to go. You didn't want to go. It wasn't a part of your plans. For for Peter, we know that at the end of his life, as far as what church history tells us, is that he died a martyr. From what we see in Scripture, we know that, that it's at least recorded that he went and preached in numerous cities, but then tells us specifically that he was crucified. And it tells us that he, was, he asked, in particular, to be crucified upside down so that he didn't die in the same way in which his Lord died. And also in, in, in just history, not, we don't know this for certain because it's not in Scripture, but we're told that his wife was crucified before him and he was forced to watch it. Clement says that Peter called to her by name saying, remember the Lord. As he watched his wife be crucified. Remember the Lord. And then he was crucified and he asked particularly, Crucify me upside down. I don't want to die in the same way as my Lord. I'm not worthy of it. And So John tells us that Jesus said, when you were younger, you gird yourself and walked where you wish, but when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signified by what death he would glorify God. This he spoke, saying, this is how it is that you are going to glorify God in your death. I find this interesting in a a number of different ways. One is because he says, this he spoke, signified by what death he would glorify God. Meaning, this is how Peter was going to glorify God. This is how, in his death, he was going to glorify God. He was going to glorify God by going where he didn't want to go, where he didn't wish to go. Someone was going to take him here and then he was going to be crucified upside down. But he was going to glorify God in it. And the way in which he died, he was going to glorify God. If church history is right, he's saying there is his wife is about to be crucified. Remember the Lord just pointing her right to Christ. Christ Christ was crucified. He died for us. We're persecuted because they hate Christ. Remember the Lord. And then he's crucified upside down. He glorified God in his death. He glorified God in his death because in his death, he's still desiring to just... Honor Christ. Can you not crucify me the same way that my Lord died? I'm not worthy of that. Upside down. Do it upside down. I'm not worthy of dying in the same way as him. He continued throughout the entirety of his life, proclaiming the gospel, preaching the gospel, telling everybody of his Savior, telling everybody of what Christ had done for him, telling everybody of of how Christ had forgiven him and and that Christ had risen again from the dead and that he saw Christ himself. I mean, the whole thing of, of feed my lambs and tend my sheep and feed my sheep. Peter spent the entirety of the rest of his life feeding those lambs and tending the sheep and feeding the sheep, caring for God's people. That's what he did. And then he was put to death. I think this is interesting because you go from there and, and Jesus says after this, Peter, follow me. You're going you're gonna to stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Follow me. Follow me. The idea of following Christ. It means that, that our faith is fully in Him. That we're trusting in Christ alone for our salvation. Following Christ means that you're living in submission to God's Word. You're like the wise man who built his house on a rock and, 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 and the, one, the, the one who hears the words of Christ and he does them. And, and there's no amount of wind or depths of water that could bring us down because we're following Christ. Our following of Christ is done by those who love Him, who trust Him in His Word, and we obey His commandments. Following Christ means that we desire to to be holy as He is holy. It means that we want to forgive as He's forgiven. It means that that we daily live in a manner in which we are living fully For him, regardless of the cost, like regardless of what that does to us, we want to live for him. You hear Jesus say to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Take up your cross daily and follow me. Jesus is saying to Peter, follow me. This is the way in which you're going to die. But I'm asking you, follow me. I'm going to prophesy and tell you the way in which you're going to die. Your hands are going to be stretched out. You're going to go someplace where you don't want to go. But Peter, follow me. And then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. Now, if, if you've been with us for any time, you know that when John talks about the disciple whom Jesus loved, he's referring to himself. John doesn't use his own name in this particular gospel, but what he's doing is over and over again, he's saying, the one whom Jesus loved. It's praiseworthy just to think of John in writing this. In his mind, it's, he loved me. I'm not going to name myself, but when I think of myself, who I am, he, he loved me. I'm the one, I when I think of Christ, I know that he had the most incredible love for me. John goes from there and says, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper. I was the one who was there next to him at the last supper, and I I, I put my head on his chest. I was the one that said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? So Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but but Lord, what about this man pointing to John? What about John? You just just told me how I'm going to die. You just told me what's going to happen to me at the end of my life. What about John? What about him? What's going to happen with him? And Jesus' response is, if I will that he remain till I come, What is that to you? You follow me. Now, it may seem harsh as we think of the words of our Lord here, but he's saying don't worry about the other guy right now. You remember Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, and the other disciples, and they're comparing themselves to each other, and what is this person doing, and what's that person doing, and what's coming up in this person's life, and and Jesus is saying to Peter, if, if I want John to just stay alive till I come back the second time, what, what is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. I know that there's many people here this morning who you have been taken to places where you don't wish. It was not a part of your plan. You lost a loved one before you ever thought you should have lost that loved one. You've been sinned against in ways in which you never dreamed that you would be sinned against in those ways. There's been financial issues that you never thought that you would be in. There's been hurt that you never thought that you would have. There's been disease in which you never anticipated that would take place. There's long-term sickness in which you never thought that that would happen. You had a a mindset, your mindset on this is what retirement would look like and it does not look like that. You thought that you'd be at this particular point at this time in your life and it is not the way that you thought that it was going to be. There's a number of things that have taken place. You thought that that This is what kids would look like or this is what grandkids would look like or this is how you pictured life to be and it's not turning the way that you wanted it to turn and the fact of the matter is is that another person has girded you and carried you where you did not wish. That was not a part of your plan whatsoever. That was not a part of your plan and you could look and say, well, but this person has this or that person has that or how come this person's life's like this and what about that person? How come it's like that? And Jesus would be saying like, what? What is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. In your walk, you follow me. You obey me. You trust in the gospel. You proclaim the gospel. You live in your life to to spend time in my word and feast upon my word and spend time with me in prayer and ask for guidance and walk with me and and be a part of the fellowship of God's people and let the gifts that I've given them be a blessing to you and you stir up the gift inside you and be a blessing to them and and regardless of your circumstances and the way in which you thought it was going to be and the way in which it now is, I'm telling you, follow me. And if your death goes this way, and you're crucified upside down, you glorify me in your death. Or if your death goes a different way and is different than you anticipated, you glorify me in your death. You glorify me in your life as you follow me and you glorify me in your death, you can't look and say, but they have that, or I wanted this, or this is where I wanted to go, and this is what I wanted to do. Jesus is just saying, follow me. Obey me. Trust me. Depend on me. Have it be that all of your hope is in me, and when you walk, you're just living your life of, how could I glorify you most today? How can I walk in the Spirit today? How can I find my joy in you today? How can I proclaim the gospel today? How can I make disciples today? How can I honor you with my thoughts today? How can I honor you in the midst of pain or in the midst of struggle or in the midst of disease or in the midst of heartache or in the midst of loneliness or whatever it is? How can I do that today? Because I just want to follow you. I had plans, but things have happened that are different than my plans, and it was outside of my control. Or maybe I've sinned in these ways, and now I'm experiencing the fruit of those sins, and and I'm in a place where I never thought I was going to be. And I'll tell you, God's sovereign over all of that as well. God can bring you to a place where... On this day, you are following him in a way, even though there's all kinds of sin that's behind you, you just you, you sing amazing grace like nobody else, and you're following him. Marriage may not be what you anticipated. It may not be what you thought, but you're going to glorify God in that. Job may not be what you anticipated. It may not be what you thought, but you're going to glorify God, and you're going to follow him in that. Health may not be what you anticipated. It may not be where you thought, but you know what? You're going to glorify God in it, and every one of us is different. I think of Pastor Bill, 95 years old. Some of you know him well. Others of you, you think, who is that guy that comes up and does communion once a month? 95 years old, started five different churches over the course of those years, is legally blind, can't see his Bible, so when he preaches, it's all done from memory. He said a few months back, if I knew I was going to live to be this old, I would have, I would have taken way better care of my niece. <laughs> just hurts now, and bless his heart. But here he is, 95 years old, started five different churches, and I, I look at and I just think, Hey, is it cool if I just stay here till I die? I'm good with that. I don't, I don't want to go start another church. Like, he said, I started a church. It got really healthy. It was like 800 people. And then I just thought, like, I'm going to leave and go start a new church up in Sacramento. That church got healthy. Oh, okay, good. This, we're in a good place. Now I'm going to go. I'll go start another church down here. And he said that. I, I just thought, like, uh, that's good for you. But I don't want to do that. I, I, I'm good. I'll die here. I'll make you guys be like, dude, he has no idea what he's talking about anymore. Let's get someone new. And I'll just sit there and just be happy. You know like I. <laughs> But those are my plans. It may not be God's plans for me at all. It may not be his plans for me at all. I just want to follow him. We want to follow him. We could look at everybody else around us, and Jesus is saying to Peter, but what is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. You do what I'm calling you to do. You live for me. And Peter did. He lived for him. And he died in a way he never would have wanted to die. No one picks that. But he glorified God in his life. And he glorified God in his horrific death. He glorified God in it. He glorified God in every part of it, even though he fell short over and over again of what God had called him to do, even though he was a sinner, he still said, I want to feed his lambs, God's lambs. I want to tend his sheep. I want to, I want to feed his sheep. You, you, you read First Peter, you read Second Peter, you, you go through God's word, you look in the book of Acts, you see the things that Peter did, and here's a guy that's just like, I'm all in, I'm following him. You wait, you see the way in which he talks to God's people as he's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write his epistles? And that this is a guy that just I just want to care for the sheep so badly, I just want to care for the sheep. I just want them to I want them to obey him. I want them to love him. I want them to see that what Christ is, is he's everything to me. I mean, you go through, we looked at it last week and you could just see his heart and the way in which he's shepherding and the way in which he's feeding as he writes his epistles and he lived that way and he glorified God in his death. Follow him. And so you might be here this morning just saying things aren't going the way that I thought. When I was younger, I had all kinds of plans. My kids, they have plans. Jonathan, Jonathan, I'm going to wrestle and then I'm going to wrestle for Stanford and daddy how much is Stanford going to cost I looked it up well if you went there right now it cost me $261,000 his next question who's going to pay for that me or you <laughs> I'm like well it's not going to be me dude you better be really good at wrestling or be really smart you've you got to figure out some other way to get that thing paid for because it's not me not it one two three not it And so that's his plan. But that may not be God's plan for him. Natalie's plans? Natalie's plans, she's, just, she's six. Daddy, I'm not going to go to college because I don't, I don't want to ever leave you. Yeah, I'm not going to get married because I don't, I don't want you to give me away and I don't want to take someone else's name. I'm just going to, can I stay with you forever? Yes, sweetheart, yes. <laughs> Both my kids have huge plans for their lives. like. Huge plans for their lives. Andrew, just he's one, just wants some more food. (laughs) As they grow older, they're going to see that things are different than what they anticipated, just like you have. But how are you glorifying God in your life? And are you following him? Or are you just crippled by the fact of like, well, this didn't happen the way I wanted and this didn't happen the way that I wanted and I'm mad at God because of this or I just, you know, like, why is it like this? And I'm just spiraling into depression and I want this and I want that, but it's not working out. And I'm coveting this person or coveting that person or I see this and I I think God would just say, what is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. You do what I've called you to do you obey my word you have a passion for holiness you have a passion to proclaim the gospel you have a passion to to live in such a way that you shine so brightly and that you're the salt of the earth and you're a blessing to those that are around you and you're faithful to the things that i've called you to not because it's peachy and not because it's easy and not because you always feel great but you're going to glorify me even in the midst of suffering or even in the midst of difficulty or even in the midst of turmoil i want you to glorify me and then Way And there may be people that look back and they see you and they say, man, my mom, she glorified God and her life was difficult, but she glorified God. My dad, he didn't get everything easy and it it, it was hard and he could have left or he could have done this, but he didn't. He glorified God in his life. That guy, he, he started five churches. He glorified God. He, he still kept preaching when he was 95, 96. 90, I mean, we'll just let him keep going. He's just like, his, I just like, as long as I have breath, I would love to just share the gospel with people and tell people to love Christ. As long as I have breath, and we're like, Bill, just keep, keep doing that. Let's let him just finish telling us about just how much he loves Christ. You follow me, Peter. And then you insert your name there. Follow him. If you're not following him right now, repent and follow him. If you're looking at everybody else around, what about that person? What is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. I want to close with this, if you turn there with me to 1 Chronicles. And I want to read two sections of this particular chapter, 1 Chronicles chapter 16. I know that Every person here is gifted in different ways. Every person here, there's no one with the exact same calling upon your life. Um, Right now, currently, my dad's in South Korea teaching pastors. We have the Vreekies and Tristan that are in Colorado City, ministering to a polygamist colony there. Brandon's in Haiti right now. Um, Carrie's going to be leaving for Haiti on Tuesday. Hurricane just hit. Um, incredible opportunities to serve there. We have Pastor Don's in China right now. Training pastors in China. There's people that are in different places. You may not be called to that. You can't go to Haiti right now. You can't go to China. You're not equipped to teach. That's not your gift. That's not where you're at. Every one of us has different callings in this life. We're all used in different ways. We're not all Peter and we're not all John. We're used in all different kinds of ways as so a part of the body. But here's a passage in which I would like for you to think about as far as You do these things. You follow him in this way. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your relationships, regardless of your health, regardless of your finances, regardless of any of those things. I was praying that the Lord would use this for each one of us to minister to our hearts as far as follow him in these ways. For many of you, I've, some of you, have pastored your weddings or you've been to weddings in which I've pastored and frequently I'll, I'll read these passages. Um, so let's read it together. Beginning of verse eight of 1 Chronicles 16. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Let's just stop there for a second. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your circumstances are. Do this. Give thanks to him. Call upon him. Make known his deeds, how awesome our God is amongst the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wondrous deeds and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Let's go down to verse 23. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He's also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering. Come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Oh, if we would do that. If we would do that. Regardless of the way in which we're going to die, regardless of the circumstances in our life, regardless of if things are going the way that you want or whether you've been girded and taken to places where you never wanted to be. May we be in a place where we're giving to the Lord, glory and strength, the glory that is due his name. We have a passion to go amongst the nations and to say, the Lord reigns. He reigns. To tell the world about the greatness of our God. It may be, You with your kids. It may be you with your neighbor. It may be you with your coworkers. It may be you with your friends at school. It might be you amongst family members. The Lord reigns. This is what he has done for our salvation. This is what he has done in my life. This is the things in which he's done for us. This is what his word says. The Lord reigns. It doesn't have to be from a pulpit. It can be out for tea or coffee or lunch. The Lord reigns. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for your word this morning. Your final words in the Gospel of John are calling upon your disciple to follow you. For him specifically to follow you. And I pray that that command would go to us on this morning and that we would respond, yes, I will follow you. I want to glorify you in my life. I want to glorify you in whatever death I have. Whatever circumstances take place in my life, wherever someone takes me, even if I don't want to go there, I want to glorify you in it. If, if if my testimony is that I glorified you in the midst of suffering, oh, may they just see the love and the joy that I had even, even in the midst of those things because of who it is that I serve, my Savior. May we glorify you. I pray, Lord, that on this morning that your Holy Spirit would just meet us and just Speak directly to each person's heart here. And that it would produce much fruit in our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.